Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning and welcome to At Home with Roby. Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts Sunday morning, 9 to 10. We're jamming out in here with TJ, TJ, TJ Boggs, the producer. Wow. Trent's a good day today. You sound like me in the car taking my kids to school. I, I just say <laughs> stuff. They're like, you are <laughs> so corny. Scarlett, this is like, you are so annoying, Dad. I'm like... <laughs> Six weeks ago, he thought I was cool. That was like six years ago. No, man, I'm I'm all excited. The kids are back in school. Get to take them to school and spend that time with them. It's so fun. Just got back from uh, me and Ford going up to the 50 year uh, half. It's called Half Century Farm Progress Show in Rantoul, Illinois. With with Bruce Doan and the and the crew. If you hadn't listened to Bruce Doan's show, go listen to it. Talk a little bit about about, about the tractors and the farms. Uh, yeah, Ford saw, had a blast. I think I saw a picture. Ford and some overalls and a, and a with no it? with no undershirt. No undershirt. He, he didn't want to wear an undershirt. We, we were at the show two days. Man, the first hot. day he saved his overalls for the second day. I said, "Well, you need to pack a t-shirt to go under your overalls." And then we get out there, and this about seventy-year-old man had on overalls with no shirt underneath the first day. And Ford said, "See." Tomorrow, no shirt. I said, all right, dog, you got it. <laughs> it's probably pretty hot out there. It's probably that nice pretty little airflow through like, those let's things. Let's call it about 95 degrees yeah. hot. Yeah. Yeah, it was really hot. I, I was floating in the river when you took that picture. Watching these old old pieces of equipment uh, harvest corn and shuck corn and till dirt and all kind of stuff that I don't know much about, but I, I'm really intrigued with. That's good. It is. Ford liked it. Who doesn't like tractors and stuff like that? That's I mean. right. A couple, a couple of those are named Ford tractors. They, yeah. And they had a couple monster trucks out there from display. And then he got him an international harvester hat. And uh, we got to watch Tractor Pool a couple nights. There you go. That's pretty cool. <laughs> tractor Pool's fun. Yeah. So anyway, we had a good time. It feels like I've been gone. I'm ready to, ready to be home. No, I hear you, man. And so this is a holiday weekend. Labor Day. Labor Day. Georgia. Oh, no, you were talking about Georgia Clemson homecoming. I know what you were talking about. That was yesterday when you're listening to the show. So we don't know. We recorded this earlier in the week. Our guest today, though he hails from the University of Michigan, Brian Seidel, lives in Greenville. So we want to ask him. I don't know if he's an adopted Clemson fan. Uh, I bet he has. That's like Greenville's pro team pretty much at this point. Oh, that's, All right, that's, so that's what a, that's what an alumni says. Prognosticator, what? Who? Who won? Oh, I have no clue. I don't, I don't pay attention. To I don't. Either. And then we got TJ over here barking. Oh, at us. he is. <laughs> well, I think it's do? good for the city that we're having this game. <laughs> oh man, there's three games. There's one Thursday, Friday, Saturday. This is awesome. Like this is so big for the city. Garth Brooks didn't do his thing. He bounced. He gone. But but the college football crazies are here. And it looks like the vaccinations are get climbing. Let's go. Come on. Yeah. Life and health, health and safety. Let's do it. Now, I'm with you. But this, you're, you are right, Trent. This is huge for the city of Charlotte. I mean, this is like, 
I mean, I think this kind of puts us on the college football map. Not that the, the not to knock the belt bowl or, or whichever bowl game that we have at the end of the year or the ACC championship, but this is probably the biggest football game of the year, and it's here in Charlotte. I mean, that just tells you what's going on with the city. Um, it's remarkable. And TJ, you want to throw you want to throw a guess out there? What's your what's your score? Uh, I'm going to say uh, there's going to be a touchdown difference. <laughs> but then seven you think points. it's going to be a scrappy game? Yeah, I think it's going to be a close well, game about his touchdown. Well, typically these early season games are pretty high scoring, too, because they're kind of not in, in sync yet, right? Right, yeah, yeah. The, the oh, are you, get, are you getting your defense? over in? I don't, man. I I don't really bet on sports. I mean, we talked about that before. I'm saying 44 to 37. Oh man, Clemson. no, I don't think it's going to be that high of a score. All right, what you got? Oh man, I I'll go 28, 21. This will be fun. It's probably be like 48. Clemson to nothing. doesn't even have a quarterback. He's in the pros. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pro. can he come back for one game? Just one game. Come make that rule. Is uh, Georgia's quarterback that little fella? I hadn't even been keeping oh, up with I it, honestly. Yeah, I'm a blind fan this season. Nobody <laughs> wants to hear about this. It happened yesterday. I know. I know. So what are you doing for Labor Day? Uh, we, uh, we might go out and walk around tailgate for a little while. I got, you know, I got a bunch of buddies that are Clemson and Georgia yeah, yeah. people. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we're going to hang around the house, I think. Uh, hang out on the river. We were talking about some other stuff. I said, man, we, let's just relax. It's a good time. That's what Labor Day is all about, right? The river. The river. My next door neighbor, Michael Cox, who we need to get on the radio. Yeah. He hasn't been on the radio, has he? He has not. I will see him in he, the next couple days. He texted days me the me. other day. He said, I know you're out of town. He said, do you have any goggles? I said, look in our bin, but I don't have grown-up goggles. But I'll have some when you buy them. <laughs> I'll see Mr. Michael and on Thursday. I, I saw him yesterday, and I... I, he said, man, I, you know what I need the goggles for? I said, what? He said, I swam across the river. I said, my, that's, that's dangerous. You get ran over by a boat. My dad would never let me do that. Plus, you'll drown. He said, I had on a life jacket, and Caroline was beside me on a kayak so that's to protect me. I well, said, they have these little floats, too, you can put on your back, and it, like, drags behind you. There's a guy that near my parents' house, which we'll ask Brian Seidel. You said he might be familiar with the same lake. He swims across Lake Kiwi. And that's insane. Well, I'm telling you, a boat will run over you. In a second. And in one a time, second. One time we started swimming. We had on life jackets. We started swimming toward, swimming toward the bridge, and my dad called us, and we were kind of out there in the middle. And he paddle boated out there and had a paddle. And he started <laughs> trying to beat us in the yes. head with the paddle. Yes. He was worried about us getting ran over by a boat, and then he thought he would just give us a contusion and go ahead and knock us out in the it, lake. Just a couple cuts in the head. But no, I never heard and anybody. y'all can't even report the man because God rest his soul. Can't even do it. Can't report him. I'm going to do some oh, I'm fired gonna, up fella. I'm going to go down to Oak Island and do a little fishing. I think he was smoking a cigarette, and it was wet from the water, and it was still burning. Just so I don't get, <laughs> just so I don't get hit by a paddle. Oh, man. Man, I miss you, Pops. Uh, yeah, Brian yeah, Seidel, uh, website, Pipeline, Inc. He hails from Greenville. He's a fellow YPOer. Uh, got to know him really well over the last four or five years. Wonderful guy. Going to drop some tech knowledge on us today. You're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick Kaiser from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. Trent, we've got Brian Seidel hailing from Greenville, South Carolina. You said it wrong. He's got it. You got it right. Seidel. 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 That's it. Not Seidel. 
<laughs> we say it around here, Sidale. We got to add. Do like, I sound like that? No, <laughs> I, never. I've heard. I've heard every variation of that. Those were all of those were in, in a pretty good end of the spectrum as far as what I normally get. We're called. close. So I'll, I'll take it. My, my name gets butchered bad too. It's McIsaac, and the uppercase I in the middle looks like a lowercase L. And so it really, I mean, I, and I just say, hey, you can call me anything but a a hole. I'm wow. good with anything other than We're going to go PG-13 again? We're doing it again. Mikey Johnson got us. He, he upgraded us from PG to PG-13 last week. <laughs> Christian gave him a hard time by that. If you haven't heard the Mikey Johnson just, show, awesome. Brian, and the public listening, go back on the podcast. <laughs> Mikey Johnson last week, greatest show that was cool. besides this week. By this, besides this one. All right, so, Brian, at the break, I said – we're going to drill you with the, with the college football question. And so this is being pre-recorded. I, We're very upfront about I, this. You know what I'm going to ask? Are you? I you, can't wait. I, I, I can only imagine if you looked anything up about where I went to college, what's coming. No, we ahead. don't care about Michigan. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, I'm just kidding. Dang. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just kidding. Y'all got a coach on the hot seat up there, uh, it seems like. But, um, That's for sure. You live in Greenville, and I called Clemson the pro, pro sports team for Greenville, South Carolina. Um, and that's where I went to school. And so Clemson plays Georgia uh, yesterday as we're airing this in Charlotte. So we were, we were going around, what do you guess the final score will be? We'll see how close we all are. Wow, that's a good one. I'm going to go, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Too. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's going to be like 35-28. to 28. <laughs> but, but Clemson or Georgia? I'm going to go Clemson. Hey, seven points, that's what I said. Did Lisa go? Lisa didn't go to Clemson, did she? No, she. Lisa went to Auburn, and and wow. I got two daughters at Auburn right now. Oh wow! Well, my brother didn't know that. My Learned brother lives in day. Auburn. There we go. We got all kinds yeah. of got tigers abound. That's it. <laughs> yeah, there's orange tigers everywhere. Wow. Well, good. I didn't realize that. Learn something new every day. Well, cool. So yeah. you uh, did you grow up in the Michigan area? Uh, I did not. I actually grew up all over the place. I, my dad worked for, he was a chemical engineer for Gulf Oil yeah. and basically made himself very available to move to try to climb the corporate ladder. So we, I was born in Pittsburgh, lived in Seoul, Korea, Joplin, Missouri, Kansas City, Kansas, Houston a couple times, St. Louis where I went to high school and then ended up at college at University of Michigan. Wow. How, how Man, you got some experience under your belt that I don't have. I grew up on the river, and I moved next door. <laughs> well, I, it, once I landed in the southeast, Trent, I don't think I'm going anywhere else. Wise so it, man. It'd be, it'd be hard to leave. So That's awesome. No, man, I think that is so neat when I talk to people that, you know, parents were in the military and traveled around uh, expats that, that are here from foreign places and uh, just gives you a whole different perspective on life and, and the diversity of folks that you uh, ha- have got to interact with, learn from, and meet is, is, I'm sure, awesome. So yeah, it's good stuff. It was good, good experience. I didn't know any different. So, and all, all three of my kids were born in the same hospital and grew up living in the same town, basically in Greenville, oh, all cool. the way until they went to college. So, it's totally different background for them than it was for me. But all both of them good, I think. So, they what brought you to Greenville? Um, I, I actually negotiated my way out of Michigan with a mechanical engineering degree and went into technical sales for a company called York International, which has since been bought by Johnson Controls. But I was selling basically industrial air conditioning equipment, chillers and really? HVAC units or, or big air handlers and stuff like that. 
Um, and I, I basically started in Detroit because they didn't know where to stick me and then uh, pretty quickly got transferred down to Greenville to replace a guy that was retiring. And uh, I've been here ever since. And I'm very grateful that uh, that I was able to act, happen accidentally get into the location down here. It's an awesome place to live. So, Just curious, Brian, what, what, what year was that that you got transferred down to Greenville? Uh, that would have been in 1993. So when I was when I was at Michigan, uh, Desmond Howard won the Heisman, and my my junior and senior year, the Fab Five were there. So I, I thought that was normal for college sports, but I've been longing for those days ever since. Oh, Trent! '93. Trent smiling ear to ear. I think he's about to call a timeout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I did, it would it would be Sorry. it would be premature. We we, we, we have don't a, have any left. We have a we we have. There's a guy from Make a Wish who we all love so much. His name is Chris Weber, and every time he comes on the show, we just pepper him with that. Yeah. Um, the the uh, reason. That's, that's, the reason why I asked you about the HVAC side, my dad was uh, worked for Victaulic um, and was based okay. out of uh, Lake Kiwi, actually, in Greenville, southeast was his region, so I guarantee you all probably cross paths at some point. We, we very well may have, yeah, that's cool. Small world. Yeah, his, parent, his parents live on Lake Kiwi now, so I told, I told Patrick uh, before we went on the air that, that you ride around on, on the lake. I hadn't hung out with you yet, but uh, Brent always says, hey, that's where Brian's at. <laughs> we- yeah, we we spend a lot of time there. That's a that's a great place. We're we're into water sports. Uh, both my daughters are on the Auburn water ski oh, team that's cool. right now, so we're we, we love getting out on the water and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. So I I mean I suck at I suck at all of them, but I, <laughs> but I love it. I had a little stint on the on the club Carolina water ski team, uh, but I was OG slalom guy. I, I wasn't in, nice. in in the nineties. I wasn't embracing too much wakeboard, but it was kind of coming along and stuff like that. Uh, what do your daughters do? What do they compete at? Well, the, the ski team there it's basically the traditional three competitive ski sports. So they're doing course slalom skiing. They do jumping, which is on two skis, yeah. and then they do trick skis. So they're they're just learning the jumping and trick skis. We saw some epic wipeouts from them. Uh, last weekend, at the, the Clemson hosted a, a uh, an event that uh, Auburn went to, and that, that was their first time ever trying jumping. So they're just getting into it. But yeah, the OG slalom skiing, I think it's making a comeback, man. Well, it's definitely it's definitely extreme sport at its finest. And if you don't believe me, hey, go out and try to hit those six buoys at thirty six <laughs> miles an hour. Yeah, shorten that rope up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. I mean, I'm talking can, about some can, serious concussions. I can, I can hit- I can hit one of them, but it's head on usually, and then I go end over end on the slalom ski after after I hit the first one. So, man, oh, man. that's cool. You learn. I, I talk yeah, about yeah. Why, the beauty of the show. You can hang out with somebody so much, and you learn. We learn so much about each other. So you so you went to Greenville and uh, and, and and you took a job in '93, transferred uh, with with York, selling. Yep. Selling chiller, chiller equipment yeah, big, and stuff. I mean, big uh, equipment, Bruce yeah. Doan came on our show. He's a good friend of mine. He's a big chiller guy. Uh, glass gas reclamation, and then and then lead, lead us on to where you're at today. Yeah, so I, I I have always been kind of a hell bent entrepreneur. Starting in elementary school and high school, I was doing all kinds of stuff. Some of them I cannot mention on the show. Um, <laughs> and then uh, did was printing and selling t-shirts in college and always kind of hustling to do stuff. You always had a side gig or something going on. So um, I knew I was eventually not going to be working for someone else and starting a business. So uh, after about seven or eight years at York, uh, I had started 
with a couple other guys, an e-commerce company actually selling cell phone accessories and having them drop shipped by a vendor out of California. And that led us to build the e-commerce platform that we were using to sell that those uh, pieces. And then we ultimately decided the platform itself was worth more uh, from a business upside opportunity than having a cell phone accessory business. So we ended up shifting into effectively web-based development and software. And we were doing all kinds of crazy stuff uh, uh, throughout the early years in the business and ultimately landed on doing B2B e-commerce uh, that we sell to distribution and manufacturing companies. So how long ago was it when you made that transition, like 20 years ago? Yeah, yeah, it was about 20 years ago we made the cut. So Man. my daughter, who's a senior in, in college, uh, Lisa, my wife, was eight months pregnant with her. Uh, so my son's uh, older than her. She's my middle. Uh, when I decided to quit my job, Lisa had quit her job when when Zach was born, our son. Uh, so yeah, I, I basically dumped my job when Lisa was eight months pregnant. Eight months pregnant, had no income. Uh, started the business out of my unfinished basement. Um, I remember the first couple employees we hired. Um, I, I had I, I basically replaced the doorknob on the walkout basement with a second deadbolt so I could have it keyed somewhere else. And th these were actually people we just put on a job search essentially and hired. Could you imagine driving up to some neighborhood and walking around the backyard and, and, and going through a walkout basement door to go to work <laughs> into a basement that had no drywall? But God bless them, the first two employees we had, that's exactly what they did. Unbelievable. Uh, and I, Yeah, so was, I look back on it now and it was kind of crazy i'm not uh it, it's it's hard to fathom that uh, i couldn't imagine them telling their parents look at my new job or whatever um <laughs> check out the the uh check out the studs here um 16 on no center baby on yeah. hey hey <laughs> we gotta cut to a commercial this is just get, right. we got you revved up now man that's 20 years ago that's i mean nuts. tech was so far you, gone 20 we years. weren't even that's, text messaging i gotta hear about this yet. will you stick around well, with us yeah, yeah, we'll stick around. All right, Brian Seidel, uh, website, Pipeline, Inc. When we return, you're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We're with Brian Seidel, who's in the technology business. No, nah, that's not his name, Brian Seidel. We were giving Trent a hard time earlier in the last segment. But Trent, this guy is seriously telling us that he started his business with two employees in an unfinished basement. In his unfinished his basement. His unfinished basement. They were coming to his house. And he, <laughs> when he's talking about studs, he's talking about studs 16 on center. Not and, he, like, and his wife was pregnant with his second child. I love this kind of stuff. And it was in technology in Early I mean, 2000s. Crazy. He, he made it past Y2K. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bad joke. We no, we we did indeed, um, and and the the worst thing was the internet bubble. Right when we were starting up, is when the bubble burst. So, the first year and a half, every time I went to a customer, we were grinding it out trying to get the business off the ground. The first question they asked was, "So when are you going out of business?" Um, <laughs> oh. And 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 I'd give them an answer, and then I'd go home and say, "When am I going out of business?" <laughs> what was your answer? Man. You would say. Uh, I, I, I basically just told them we were bootstrapped, so we, we weren't burning cash like the uh, the companies that had a ton of investment money, and uh, we were grinding it out and resourceful. And um, I was mainly trying to convince myself every time I said that. Occasionally, I convinced the customer, and they'd come on board with us. But uh, eventually, we got off the ground. Actually, 
when we first started, um, I kind of I'm kind of into spreadsheets and stuff like that. So I did this whole business performance spreadsheet and showed my wife the model when I when I was telling her I was quitting my job when she was eight months pregnant with Megan. Like I said, and I said, look at this. This is worst case scenario. Look at all the money we're going to be bankrolling in like six months. And and then like five years later, she's like, where's all that money you were talking about in your spreadsheet? Um, so it, it it took us took us a while to get the get the thing off the ground. That's for sure. Man, you know that's the one thing about spreadsheets. You can make those jokers look exactly how you want to. They look awesome too. Patrick, Patrick we give Patrick a hard time. He likes sitting there looking at spreadsheets. I like to piss. I like, I like to pencil whip a spreadsheet or two. I think you're a lot. I think you, you've evolved, Patrick. I, I brag about you a lot behind your back, buddy. Just just know that. Oh, man. But I think we can understand. Trent has a saying, it always costs more than you think it's going to, and it always takes longer than you think it's going to. But uh, maybe your wife is on to that one. <laughs> and a that, lot of that, people die sure. getting there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I did have a guy, an early business guy, that gave me some input. He said people, when they're starting a business, they always dramatically overestimate what they could do in one year, but they generally dramatically underestimate what they could do in five. Uh, mm. with consistent and deliberate um, grinding it out effort. And um, I, I I found that to be personally true. So that was some good input. Well, you know, Brian, we, Trent and I get the opportunity to do this radio show, and we both, I mean, we both love doing it, and we get to hear some really, really, really cool stories. But it kind of like the big theme is what you, you just said is everybody had a grind. Everybody grinded it out. Everybody kept pushing and kept pushing. It always reminds me of Art Williams' speech, and it's it's – it, it takes time. I mean, it's all, it's, you're going to have setbacks and things are going to take longer, but it's those who persevere seem to be the ones that succeed. And that's, I mean, that's, that's the theme we hear from everybody. Rarely does somebody come in here and be like, damn, it was so easy. Hey, God bless yeah. that we don't say this as much as we did 10 years ago, but we're in a ninth round of a Mike Tyson yeah. heavyweight fight and we're not Mike Tyson. <laughs> that's all day. <laughs> I mean, literally, that was Patrick and my bonding after 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 we went down to Hades and back in a conversation. And we're, we're, we're glass Joe. Just remember this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Mo, that's cool. So, uh, are the two guys that showed up and unlocked your door at night? I mean, in the morning, are they still with you? <laughs> they they are not. They are not. So I, I had I, I had a uh, a couple co-founders that are still involved in the business, but. Um, but these were these were the first two legit like like W two employees that we hired. Uh, but no, they they are they were they were around. One of them was around for a few years. One of them was pretty short lived. So you're so you're educated in a mechanical engineer, and you're you're selling you know chiller type equipment for for large industrial commercial HVAC systems. How do you make the transition to technology? I'm just curious. Yeah, it was it was really through the side hustle, and for me, I didn't I didn't really care what industry I was in. Um, I was I was I always had a, a decent uh, ability, some decent abilities in math and science and technical stuff, um, and and that was just relative to English, and because I suck so bad at English, that was terrible. At <laughs> Amen. It. I, I'm probably medi- I'm probably mediocre at math and science, and just really <laughs> bad at the other stuff. But um, so I, I knew I wanted to get into something technical, and. Um, the I, I figured the internet was only going to get born once, so if I was going to try something, going out and basically trying to invent a product and invent a company and get it off the ground, 
um, doing it in a market that probably was going to have a tailwind was, was was probably a decent decent bet or a decent idea. So that was kind of where my thinking was. That, yeah, no, that's what I was going with. You you answered it correctly. Uh, you're an entrepreneur. You're a business person. It, you know, kind of doesn't matter what widget you're doing as long as you uh, as long as you put in the effort and the diligence. Uh, and uh, no, I. I think that's really cool. I, I always talk about I'm a square, but we, you know we're over here trying to trying to build a concierge app and do some other crazy stuff like that. And and I don't get my arms around it, but I got I try to we we try to put people around it and have a consortium of mindsets that uh, know what they're doing. That's so, what it's all about. Yep. So tell us tell us about your business today, twenty plus years later. Yeah. So we went through we went through a number of iterations in the business. So the the words you probably heard the term SaaS, software mm-hmm. as a service. It's an acronym. Uh, it's widely used now to mean it's, it's software that's built in web technologies. So probably one of the, the, well, the largest SaaS company in the world is Salesforce. But it's software that's built in web technologies and delivered uh, and, and, and consumed through a web browser. So people use it uh, by going to a website and basically logging in or whatever and, and doing it. So we, we didn't even know that industry was a term, but we were doing software and database-driven web applications and building all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, but we were not really productized. We were kind of a consultingware company, so we had all kinds of different stuff that we did. I uh, had some interesting customers we picked up along the way. Um, we did Spinning's website, the indoor cycling thing. That was a beastie site that was interesting. We did Metallica's site, had that for five or six years. Um, and, and had all kinds of crazy uh, sites and brands that you wouldn't, wouldn't know or, or, or have heard of. Uh, but ultimately, through all these iterations and different categories of software we were going in and out of, uh, we landed uh, maybe about eight or ten years ago on B2B e-commerce and then ultimately made a hard push. We rebranded our platform to SimCloud, CIM Cloud. Uh, about three and a half years ago and made a hard push to try to get a clean, uh, scalable software products. So we, we made a, a much uh, we made a push out of professional services and the labor based uh, uh, market and and more into the pure uh, software model where customers could sell service for everything. So that's that's where we are today. We have basically a B two B e commerce platform uh, that we go into the back end financial software and warehouse management software packages that our customers use, and we suck all the data out and put a portal up for their customers to be able to self-service for stuff. Wow. Man. <laughs> business to business is B2B. Yes. Just say that. Yes. Uh, yeah. I used yeah, to sorry, know. sorry. Yeah, sorry. For the Whereas a residential construction B2C. company is B2C business to customer. So uh, You got it. No, that – and you originally were doing B2C well, from what I understand. Right, I mean, twenty years ago. Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, that's exactly right. The seed to the software company was was our 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 website was called sellcheap.com, c e l l cheap.com, and we were basically selling aftermarket accessories <laughs> inexpensively and selling them direct to consumer. Well, Trent, I mean, we're we're probably using Brian's software every single day because it's amazing, Brian. I come from wholesale distribution. And everything is self-service okay. now. It used to it used to not be that way. It was very clunky. He'd call a guy, he would get an order, and then he'd call it to the inside salesperson. They type it up, and a delivery truck would show up. And now, I mean, it's it's all it's all done online. I mean, we just go in and pull, you know, pick what we want, have the order, it submits in, and off it comes. 
Yep. Yeah, it'd have to be. The, the companies that aren't doing it, there's still a lot of them out there. The, the companies that aren't doing it are, are struggling. That's yeah. the Amazon effect, I think, is is everyone's expectations is they can self-service for everything mm. anytime they want. Even our industry, I mean, we're going to a lot of self-service as well. Brian, that, I mean, I just learned so much. Yeah. I know our audience is sitting here going, oh, my gosh, that was the coolest story. Uh, we're, we're running out of time. I want you to give us the one thing you live by business and, and family, uh, one motto, one, one saying, one, one theory, and then also give your business a plug so that people riding down the road can look you up and check you out and, and get more enamored. All right, sounds good. So I think you could boil it all down to work hard, play hard. Mm. Um, and I'll give you a quote that I've told my kids growing up that's along the lines, Trent, with what you were saying earlier. It's a little more country than what you were saying. It's he who sits on side of mountain with mouth open waiting for roasted duck to fly in has long wait. So basically, don't wait for your ship to come in. Go go jump out into the freezing cold water and swim out and take I it. I love it. I hear you, um, man. And then uh, the plug for the business, I appreciate the opportunity for that. Uh, you can just go to simcloud.com, C-I-M, cloud.com, and that'll tell you the whole story of, of what we do. And if, if we're a potential vendor for you, we'd love to, love to talk to you and see what we can do to help you out. Man, that is awesome. Hey, check the Jimmy Adams show out. Jimmy Adams said, Daddy always told me you got to do what you got to do before you do, do what, what you, you want to do. do. So, Scarlett uh, loves that. I, we, got us a new, we got us a new saying today. I will be using that this afternoon and on into the rest of the week. Uh, Brian, have a wonderful afternoon, and thank you for being a guest on our show. Glad to do it, Trent and Patrick. It was great talking to you guys. Really All enjoyed right. it. You're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm Trent Haston from the Roby Family of Companies. We are your hosts. Let's finish up with Brian Seidel. Man, that was that Man. was very interesting. I mean, really. I mean, I know these guys well. You know, you know the people that you invite well. You think you know, and you, you go, I, I know I can conversate with this fella or this lady very well. It's going to go good. And you, you learn so much. It's it's every it's amazing all these very successful entrepreneurs, it's it's the everyday product that you're using all the time and you just don't realize the business behind it and that's what we get to. Teach I mean, people. he talked about SaaS, CIM, B to B, B to C acronyms. If you didn't catch them, go back. He he we all described them. Very educational. <laughs> We're like a thesaurus of technology acronyms. Uh, he who sits on the side of the mountain waits for cooked food to fly in his mouth is an idiot. <laughs> That's what I heard. It was somewhere on those lines. Yeah, but, but yeah, I'm gonna have to listen to it. It has a country twang to it. Yes, yes. I, I have to. I need to write that one down. That's a. That's pretty good. And he. I also like that you brought up the. You got to do what you got to do. If I say that, Scarlett just rolls her eyes at me and's like, I know what that means, but she does what she got to do. Hey, hey, break it down to a kid terms. You got to get your chores done, homie, before you go outside. <laughs> <laughs> Ford. <laughs> Oh man, I'm telling you, man. We got the knuckleheads across the street. We come, we come home. You know, we got our our road paved about a month or so ago. It's black asphalt, and I come home in town. Reagan had get taken the kids to the mountains with her mom, uh, and there's dirt clots all over my road in about a twenty foot swath. What? And I'm like looking. I'm like, 
why is there a big 20-foot swath of dirt clots on my road? Like, where'd it come from? Did somebody back a dump truck up here and unload some wheelbarrow and got some clots? I looked at all my neighbor's stuff. No, I didn't see any red clay. And we have these pots sitting there, and some of them had some red clay. I said, Reagan, you got to look this up on the camera. <laughs> and our knucklehead across the street, we love him, Maddie. He's awesome. He, he's over there throwing clots for about 10 minutes out of my pots onto the road. So Reagan's like, did you? No, ma'am. And came back and said, Maddie, I saw the camera. Oh, yes, ma'am. I'll clean it up. I'll tell you, you got to watch out with this camera these days. I like, like this generation though is growing up. Like she's caught these kids doing. These kids can't get away with anything. No, which is great. But it's all. I mean, I'm like, you freaking idiot. I'm always worried about a camera now. Do you have when I go outside and take a tinkle? You know, or something. I live out in the country, so. (laughs) Tinkle. I'm like my my next door neighbors talking about their camera, Michael Cox, and I'm I'm like. Y'all ever see me pee? <laughs> I'm like, I don't think I've done much so, wrong, much more than that. So we're we're going here. Uh, I'm just saying. This is where we're going. Keeping up. Hey, keep listen, the flow going. I saw Phil a tinkle on our building on the on the camera at the office there when I was trying to see something a couple days ago. I'm like, hey, what's he doing in that? Oh man, Ford. No, uh, 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 a fella that was walking by our office, uh, he did it twice in one day. Uh, So you got to watch out. Might have been drinking a lot of water. He might have needed a lot of water. It was hot last weekend. But, uh, yeah, I had to meet the police at the building. I mean, thank goodness that we have such a great police force in Charlotte. I'm so, so thankful. I know you are, too. But the daggum alarm went off once, and I was like, I checked all the cameras. I was like, I know what happened. No big deal. Then 15 minutes later, it goes off again. I was like, all right, this is this is this hit the drill. And so I uh, rode up there, met three cops, and ended up being I hear this vacuum cleaner just vacuuming away. I'm like, dadgummit, the cleaning people set it off. They wanted you to know they were cleaning. Uh, they they knew. You and, must have uh, been questioning their last couple invoices. So we, <laughs> it didn't look vacuumed. I don't I don't look at the cameras for this. I only look at the guy outside yeah. peeing. So then I pulled the, the, all the movement and activity. I'm like, what's he doing walking up? Oh, don't do that. I, I no. got a question, Patrick. Let's talk, break it down to efficiency. I had a handyman meeting. I was talking about efficiency earlier. Yeah. You, do you not look at the camera inside before you go ride and meet the police? No, no, I did. I did. And then when it went off the second time, I was like, something looks weird. It went off twice. Like, I mean, like the movies, the Steven Seagal movies I used to watch, those vacuum cleaners were really killers. <laughs> <laughs> I felt a lot better walking around with, with some of our finest than if I was by myself. Good. Well, how good was that show? That was awesome. All okay. right. Man, what a Happy great Labor show. Day. Happy Labor Day, Patrick said as he left the building. <laughs> Happy Labor Day. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening at home with Roby. Hey, listen. Go do the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Carry a smile on your face. Have a wonderful day. And go Cats. It's Panther season. Wow, wow, wow. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.